Hello, this is Edward Lauder, founder and editor of Small Screen. This is Sean McLaughlin, story executive at the ISA, producer of Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited, and the writer-director of The Last Night of the Twi-Night. And this is James Simon, CTO and producer over here at Small Screen. Today, what are we going to be talking about today? We've got a bunch of things we're going to be talking about. Uh, yeah. We're going to be a little bit about James Gunn, DC Studios, what's going on over there, because we haven't had the opportunity to talk about it with you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man, uh, the new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, Quantumania coming out. Uh, going to be talking about uh, like the new villain, Conqueror, The Mandalorian Season 3. We're going to be chatting a little bit about that as well. And, and maybe um, also... Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, those stories yes. about him going around executives and, and using his, his muscle. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got he's got a lot of that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be chatting with that about those things with James and also Sean. Um, shall we, yeah, shall do, we you, Sean do you want to do you want to start with DC just to annoy Sean? He never answered his favorite Marvel movie or the worst Marvel movie or favorite DC or I, worst one. I, I so. actually didn't answer that either. <laughs> I can answer I, that but... tonight. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's talk right. about DC Studios. Hey, Sean. It's great to hear your voice. You're doing well? <laughs> uh, you sound fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I had it on mute because I was sneezing. I put answers on there, uh, yeah, but you? you just didn't like them. <laughs> oh, okay. He said I, he asked for the best DC movie, and I uh, put crickets chirping. Yeah. <laughs> And then the best one, he said, why do you hate me? <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, that's the, it's, not, it's, it's not an easy question to answer for everybody. I think I saw a lot of people putting um, Zack Snyder's Justice League down for best DC universe movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and BVS for worst. The, well, the worst is, I think, is pretty obvious. I think the Green worst Lantern. one is Suicide, Suicide Squad is pretty bad. Yeah, well, agreed. That's a, I, I don't know. I think I think the Justice League could be the best and the worst. I think it could you know could qualify so what, for both. Jo Justice <laughs> League. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justice League one. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I, I as we all know, I'm not a fan. I'm actually gonna when we do these, I'm gonna change my name to a cranky old fanboy. Well, I'm, yeah, it's, it's I'm the it's I'm a, the Mikey of comic book movies. He won't he won't like it. He hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sell small screen to Netflix, says Chrysler. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I would love that. I'd love to get some Netflix money. That'd be very nice if they want to come and buy us. They can. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're going to yeah, buy uh, us before they buy Mr. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, and probably before they bu they buy uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think they're going to be given that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everyone knows that um, Warner Brothers is fine just just giving away one of their biggest properties. What they pro I mean, what people are probably hoping would happen is a sort of licensing deal. But then again, what does what what happens with the rest of DC Studios? Then it, it doesn't really make much sense. Mm -mm. um no but it was it was a funny little thing that uh people started to do um some people started to do online it, it got a lot of traction there was a lot of traction um which is it always seems to happen whenever zack size justice league 
turns up on Twitter. That's uh, the but, thing. I think <clears throat> news outlets now, like even Forbes is writing about it. Like anything that that the fandom campaigns for, they're going to write about it because they know it gets clicks, right? Yeah, right. It gets a lot so, of clicks. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we obviously have to write about it because we've been covering it for years and stuff. But um, even when it's trend, like uh, Restore the Snyderverse was trending, we covered that and everything. You covered it. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But now it's gotten to the point where anything that has to do with uh, Snyder and and the campaigning is big news. You know. Yeah. Especially something like it, Netflix, which I think is far-fetched. I've talked a lot about this with uh, Danzig over the last couple of days and getting his insights and everything. Because he's still in the Phantom. I'm out now. It just got too much for me. So it's not as fun as it used to be. Well, it's because it's not, it's not really about the movie anymore. Or mm. like, because I've always been, I think I've always been pretty clear about my, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder's work. And um, I, I'm pretty sure I've been very clear about that. I did. I liked Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I liked the fact that it was made, but I think that's as far as it sh- as it is going to and should have gone. Um, the, all, all this business about trying to get a second one made, trying to get Zack Snyder to come back. If I was in his shoes, I don't. I don't know why I would even consider that because. He can go off. He's now working with Netflix. They're going to make whatever he wants to make that universe. It's a really good opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. So why 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 would he mess around with DC stuff again? Well, he's he's gonna keep that hope alive because that fandom will <laughs> transfer over to his other projects and hype yeah. up those projects for him. He's not gonna say I'm not going back. He's not gonna say stop being uh, nasty to DC and stuff. He just like he's done for the last. How many years now? Like it's, well, it's, they're doing the work for him. It, it's amazing to me that this still exists, and and everybody seems to have forgotten that Batman versus Superman and Justice League underperformed. Hmm. You know, there if if they had done really really well, I think Warner's would still be in the Zack Snyder business. But mm-hmm. you know, um, neither of them did that well, and I know it's. It's not Zack Snyder's vision, but Batman versus Superman was Zack Snyder's vision, and it didn't set any box office records. Did you yeah. did you hear about um, when the Batman came out? Everyone saying, "Oh, it's not going to reach a billion. Batman v Superman did better." And I was I didn't understand that comparison because it was like the Batman was in theaters for 42 days and Batman V Superman was in theaters for like 220 days or something like that. It also, it came, it came out after like, not just after kind of at the tail end of a global pandemic when Mm. people still weren't going to uh, movie theaters and Batman versus Superman is a movie that literally has two of the most famous superheroes of all time in the title. Yeah. But Uh, it was only shy like 40 million as well though, you know? Only what? Yeah. 40 million? Four, it was only 40 million shy of what BVS made. Oh, well, oh, the Batman right. was, yeah. The, yeah, it the ended theaters, up with yeah. eight, 800 something million, didn't it? Oh. But it, it honestly, that as far as movies that have come out since the since movie theaters have opened again, I think that is one of the highest performing films. I think the only one that's only ones that have done better than it have been Avatar 2 and uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Avatar 2, I, I enjoyed it, but there's not much story there. Uh, but, you know, it, yeah, uh, there's 
something about that particular world that Matt Reeves created, even if you aren't a big fan of the movie, which I know Sean isn't the biggest fan of the Batman because the Batman walks in it too much. You know, <laughs> But, Wait, he wa- <laughs> he walks to the exclusion of doing Batman things. That that would be yeah. my point. Yeah, but um, <laughs> as as far as the the, I think that Matt Reeves got the the overall tone of Batman and Gotham. He he kind of I think he nailed it. Whereas I really don't think that Zack Snyder nailed it in BVS or even in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, and I, I think the Batman was a was a much less expensive proposition, mm. and uh, you know, I, I'm Matt Reeves probably is a less expensive proposition. Plus, you don't have all the uh, publicity stuff you have to deal with, yeah, with Snyder's stuff. So, you know, it's it's a fresh slate moving forward. Yeah, you also don't have to pay the likes of Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, uh, Henry Cavill, some of the world's most expensive actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. Robert Pattinson, kind of. If you're going to compare him, he came quite cheap. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, mm. to, to, the, to yeah. the others. So there's that as well. Yeah, and yeah. he's probably still the same profitability from merchandise and stuff like that you had. So why pick the go with the thing that's going to be less trouble? Yeah, and yeah. as I said before, I th- I'm pretty sure that Zach is happy doing his Rebel Moon and whatever else he plans doing in that universe. With Netflix, it seems that that's a good fit. I would be interested to see if Netflix will end up giving him as much leeway as they have done after Rebel Moon comes out, though, because something tells me that that movie, it might be, I'm hoping it'll be good, but there's a high possibility, or probability, that the film won't end up being as amazing as people hope, and it could be a flop. I don't there's think There's always it will. a possibility, yeah. Yeah. Depends how much well, it, it is like how how much of Star Wars it's like. You know, yeah, if it's exactly I really like want Star it to be, Wars. I really want it to be good. I lo- I love the idea. Um, I I like Zack Snyder, his work from a visual standpoint. But my problem with his work has always been story based. So, yeah. mm-hmm. give him a yeah, whole story. A, great, a whole, uh, He'd have been a great second unit director in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> but when it when it comes to do it, and that's not an insult. That's you know, those were the guys who the people who took care of the action stuff. So, you know, and and yeah, uh, Dan says Netflix are not very good at promoting their material, their shows and 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 films. So there's that as well. But you know, I think I think in 2023 they're going to change that because I'm pretty sure that I mean we've seen especially with Netflix, a barrage of things get cancelled. Today we were talking about Warrior Nun, which is a show that a lot of people really loved that got cancelled after three seasons. Archive 81 got cancelled after one season, and I think that show is brilliant. Uh, I think Resident Evil got cancelled. Like, just so many shows. And there there was a period when when Netflix in particular was just greenlighting everything. And um, they've kind of got to the end of that, I think, where they've realized that they've got to make sure that these things have some sort of longevity before they end up greenlighting them. So maybe that might come into it as well with, with Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. If, if it's not as promoted, highly promoted as it should be, will it get that many people subscribing well, to Netflix? You see how, how much they promoted Army of 
uh, Army of the Dead, and with the Irishman with Scorsese, they promote. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they they, did they, they a lot they of promotion. Some on it, but the thing is with Netflix is that no one's ever sure really how many people are watching or how they're making money. Yeah. So that, and I know all the streamers have gotten to the point to where this model's not really making us a lot of profit. So we have to change that. And Netflix was was been really secretive about that stuff. Mm. I mean, trying to get numbers from Netflix is like trying to get like blood out of a stone. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's then yeah. um, they then they very they share their numbers very rarely. Only when it's a show that's like Wednesday, for instance, they they were sharing their numbers on that because <clears throat> their numbers were incredible. Um, right, but were they really and, the real yeah. numbers? Does anybody does anybody but, know? Are those this the is real the thing? Numbers? It's like their metrics are also a bit weird because they I think they consider uh, three minutes watched as a as a view so when, when they when they, they and, and they do they do things in watch hours so they say oh it's got 178 million watch hours watched but it's like how, well how does all households they do things by households as well and it's all that they're much i mean you can you can skew their metrics for anything and, and and even like a show what was the show recently that that actually got quite a lot of views uh, and then it ended up getting cancelled. Oh, I can't. Remember. It was probably Warrior Nun. Actually, it was probably that one that actually got quite a few. Were uh, they um, watch hours? Weren't they like hemming and hawing about Sandman season two as well? And that 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 I got think, a ton of promotion. <clears throat> that that was a, an issue. I think there were multiple issues with that. Was licensing as well um, because that was that is a, a show that's licensed by Warner Brothers. Um, because it's a ver- it's a Vertigo uh, property, isn't it? Right. right. Um, so it's not DC; it's Vertigo. They mm-hmm. are technically linked, but that's but uh, that's DC. That's under yeah, the DC umbrella. That's under under the DC umbrella. So I, I remember it was um, it, what's his face, um, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, <laughs> David oh, yeah. Zaslav. Uh, yeah. He was apparently very unhappy with the deal that they struck with Netflix, specifically for the Sandman. They, I don't think he was. Uh, he didn't think they were getting anything in return, really, for that deal. So, uh, I, and but there was always a possibility that that show could go somewhere else. That there was talk of the same thing with Wednesday as well. People were talking about Amazon maybe trying to get the second season off Netflix. But in the end, I don't think that was ever really going to happen. That's just because Amazon owns MGM Studios, which is the, they are the ones that actually make the show. Right. But it's, you know, I I think there is a problem with the streaming, uh, the way the streaming platforms work, especially Netflix. Netflix have been trying this, um, this, what's it, the ads tier level as well. tier. Yeah, where apparently nobody's gone for it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's been a it's been a bit of like people are like nope i don't want ads in my shows i mean i i didn't it, i don't think it was offered outside of the united states i'm not I'm, or maybe north america but apparently it's not gone down very well no so did you hear the, did you hear about how they present their metrics on how a show does well or not to studios or showrunners no um yeah i, I read this thing where I can't remember which showrunner was saying this, but Netflix said, okay, they showed her um, a graph with three bars. Her show was in the middle. One was like, and it was one bar was up high, one bar was low on the on the other side, and hers was in the middle. 
So like, okay, so here's this show here compared to what your numbers did. They didn't give her numbers, just like, and then here's the other show. <laughs> so you need to do this much. And she goes, so it's well, just a bug rough. Yeah, she's like, what kind of show am I, is it that you're comparing the ours to? How many viewers? How much promotion did I have? They didn't tell them anything of that. So everyone's in the blind, even the, the showrunners and the production houses. I have I have heard that there are lots of showrunners and people and creatives that are starting to get fed up with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it, Matt Jar Matt Jarbo in the in the chat reminded me which it was it, eighteen ninety nine was the German show by the people that did Dark. Right, that and did that did it got a lot of watch really hours, well. and then it got cancelled. And it's like, what what are you doing? But it's was pe- that would that I mean that was a co was that a co production or did they buy that? Well, that's the thing. It might have been a co-production. I'm not sure. Yeah, because with co-productions, you know, there's all that stuff that can, weird stuff that can happen, like one partner backs out and the other two can't handle it by themselves and things like that. Yeah. I mean, the only only streaming service which really I think, there are two streaming services that I think have longevity, and it's because they're backed by massive companies, and that's Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. They're, they're the only two that uh, Netflix is. I just, they're making a loss every year. It's like, yeah. I don't think they've ever made a profit, which is not unusual. Um, but it's, it's been a long time now. I'm pretty sure investors are getting a bit fed up. If I was investing, I would not, I would not invest in Netflix. I'd invest you in guys, the others. The investor would go to Netflix. Like you guys started this whole thing. Yeah. You can't make any money off of it. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I think a lot of it is because of lack of original content. So a lot of their content is licensed, which means yeah. that they still have to pay people quite a lot of money for that content. Even the supposed Netflix originals are still made mm-hmm. by other studios. Mm-hmm. There's no in-house Netflix studio, I don't think. And Well, no, uh, there is an in-house Netflix studio, but most of it is they just act as a streaming distributor now. Um, and they they also they also shut down a large portion of their in-house studio, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I know animation yeah. pretty much got the heave ho yeah, they, a couple months yeah. ago. But um, with with Netflix, like they'll call it a Netflix original, even though the show came out five years ago. You know, yeah, if yeah. it just hit in North America now, like they do that a lot with a lot of anime. You know, mm-hmm. what spooky. they I noticed the, the, the K dramas, the, the K dramas yeah. and the C dramas yeah. that. Uh, uh, that the young people are watching now <laughs> that I quite like yeah they're, they're, there's a lot so of Korean drama and literally all they do is they just take these dramas from li- just studios and channels in Korea or Japan and just buy the rights the distribution rights internationally I've noticed they do this with a lot of BBC and ITV shows as well so like there's one on the, at the moment on Netflix which is called Treason and I think that's a BBC or I, I can't remember if it's ITV. It's, it's one of the two British yeah. um, broadcasters that made it. And another one was Inside Man, which got, I think, quite a lot of people watching it with David Tennant and Stanley Tucci. Awful show. Awful, awful show. It's Stanley really, Tucci. really like, like, like it gave you shivers. It was so bad. It was so bad. If I hear David Tennant go, I'm the fucking vicar again, I'll just I'll, I'll lose it. <laughs> I, I I hated that show. I what I watched it. It was the first show I've ever watched in like two times speed on Netflix. You know how you can watch them in two times speed because I was like, I know this show will do well for the site, so I have to watch it. It was so bad. It, it he that, was terrible in it. 
yeah that and the the promos for uh 80 for brady i imagine the lunch on the set they were all having the same conversation we're better than this aren't we (laughs) do we why are we we're good aren't we why are we doing this i know is that uh so there's a lot of crap on these (laughs) these streaming platforms uh, and I that's the mo- what, I'm sorry. What, uh, uh, let me just say one thing because I'm old. Um, <clears throat> what you were talking about, Edward, with them just picking up the shows and and uh, doing them—that's the old American network model. Yeah, and, yeah. and actually, a BBC and CBC too. They would just buy shows from other countries, and then all of a sudden, people got into the idea, like, no, we'll remake it for our country. Yeah, but Netflix isn't doing that, and you know, people are watching. It. It makes, it makes a bit of sense not having, not remaking these shows because a lot of the remakes were awful. I remember the American remake of the IT crowd, which I think oh. was only the pilot in the end. <laughs> and then they were like, they got, they, I think they got, they got Richard Iowadi to come back for it. Um, he was the best thing about that show in the first place. And then they, wow. they aired the pilot, and everyone hated it, and it didn't get, it didn't get the green light to go ahead. But like Ghosts one of the shows, on CBS. Are, CBS? Uh, uh, yeah, that's is, another one. I mean, I, I I hated that, and then when I saw the British version, I'm like, this is brilliant. How do you screw this mm. up? It's worked. It's worked once with The Office, but The Office was the very Office, different. Yeah. Yeah. The the American Office was very different, and they didn't just make one. They also made a French one. They made um, a a French Canadian one as well. The, 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 Franco, yeah, they Francophone, Frank, Frank, Francophone yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, um, the uh, the I think the French one is called the Office, or but the Canadian one is called Le Bureau because you know how the Canadian the the Quebecois like to do that, like they do it with the voice. Everywhere in the world, the voice is called the voice, whatever country. The only place where they changed the name was in Quebec, where they called it La Voix, and everyone mm. it's it's just a very strange place <laughs> when it comes it to French. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. but- um, the city's beautiful. The food is great, <laughs> and and if you speak a little bit of French, they love you. Yeah, exactly. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it happens a lot. The, the the show I remember that did very well was uh, Bodyguard. Was the show with um, the guy from Game of Thrones that people want to play Bond? Uh, I can't remember his name now, but. Um, I'm gonna. That's gonna annoy me. But that that show was a, an ITV show and ended up on Netflix internationally, and it, and it got another like kind of bump through that because a lot of people ended up watching it on Netflix, which I think is also a good thing because it, it it means that you can watch shows that you probably wouldn't have got to see otherwise because they were shown. Like we would have never seen Squid Game, really. Or that there's another there's a detective one that's like a Japanese show that people love. Uh, that's doing quite well. The, the attorn, attorneys, I can't remember. But the, it, oh, the, attor- I do the think, attorney, uh, extraordinary <laughs> attorney Wu. That's it, extraordinary attorney Wu. I, Apparently, people love I very, that show. I very much enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that's you know, another show that was taken from a uh, just a a Japanese um, network. And they you know, there's a South that. Korean show called Lawyer Doctor. Lawyer Doctor. Yeah, wasn't that like a wasn't that a skit from something like Family Guy or something? Slow down, <laughs> or Rick I'm, and I'm, Slow down, I'm I'm writing this down. I'm gonna get a, have a pitch ready tomorrow. Lawyer <laughs> doctor, lawyer doctor. <laughs> By day he's a lawyer. By night he's a doctor. <laughs> How does this show work? 
<laughs> he he, he litigates he litigates his own malpractice cases. Yeah. That's perfect. That's it. That's what he does. That's the show. <laughs> anyway, so we, we we went we went from DC to to Netflix pretty swiftly. Yeah, um, but I wanna, I, we didn't even get to talk about James Gunn. But first, I do I want to ask you guys a question. You brought this up at the beginning, Edward. Is it's not about the movies anymore it's more about the, the the fandom um sean do you think it's it's about the or is it about belonging to a group now for this fandom what are we talking about specifically you're talking about the, the snyder, the snyder love and and, yeah, and the sell zsjl to netflix it's be it's become this whole self-perpetuating thing it's almost like QAnon. Where it's it's you know nobody will like the idea that that these movies actually didn't make a lot of money they no they were they were they made tons of money I mean that you just have that sort of cognitive dissonance so uh, but I think it's more about owning that group and and you know standing up for Zach than it is mm. about anybody really liking the movies or or things mm. like that I mean it's just it's a whole sort of like it's this. There's, it's this sort of like fake macho subculture stuff, I think, that started around 300 and, mm, and yeah. has just grown since then. And those are the people who, who don't understand the rather strong homosexual subtext in 300 <laughs> and would deny that it even exists. <laughs> it's, it's so true, though. Not to put too fine a point on it, but... <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I just, I'm just you mentioned a whole lot of people um being like when you talk about how well the, or not so well these movies did they're like just read the transcripts read the transcripts <laughs> <laughs> do your own research damn it <laughs> exactly do your own research the, the movie the movie didn't didn't actually only make 800 million it actually made 2.5 billion you just don't know you know yeah. there's a lot of that yeah. Yeah. Well, that. You know, no. Yes, it you know it did make it did make eight hundred million, but it cost yeah four hundred million to make. 50, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, the, for the profit, it, we're walking away with a good five hundred thousand dollars on this in our pockets. <laughs> yeah. Boy, see, I think uh, a lot of it now is um, a lot of a lot of it is uh, these people that they kind of found a home and a mm -hmm. home online, you know, and a group to belong to. And then when when and I'm happy that we got Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm happy we got that version. I really wanted to see, like, if it would be good, uh, what his vision was, um, and, and if it would be better than the, the Justice League. You know, and just and always I always want to see a director's cut or a director's vision. Yeah, yeah. So I was, happy, I was happy to see that, and I'm glad we got that, and the campaign went great. Um, but then after that, it was just things kind of slowed down and then there's always got to be an, and then it was release air cut and, but it, there's always got to be a new target to keep that group and that right. family alive. And I think right. that's what it is now. It's yeah. more right. about it's that not, than it, the movies. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like when you're in high school and you know, people like you listen to Emerson Lake and Palmer, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and people would like get really, tied into that and and you know that was their identity these people are taking it as their identity and, and to your point about there's not more stuff coming out so they have to keep looking for new ways to freshen it up and that's like mm, get the yeah. air cut get the snyder cut get get snyder's cousins cut 
you know. <laughs> and Deborah, Deborah Snyder Snyder has to run cousins. DC. Yeah, that's yeah. that was another thing. Deborah <laughs> Snyder's got to run DC, you know. Yeah. And then it was restore but, the Snyderverse, and now it's sell ZSJL to Netflix. And what's it gonna yeah. be next? Like, just yeah. I think they should just do a graphic novel. You know, I mean, I and I would love if Zach came out. Forward, yeah. yeah, and I'd love if Zach would come out and say, no, we're done. I'm not going. I've got all my Netflix stuff, you know. Unfortunately, that he's never, ever going to do that. Because no. I think he does like, he likes the attention. That's the, that's, that's the impression that I get about Well, him. that he attention equals money. Going on. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, attention yeah. is, is, is what his career is based on. I mean, the, there's a certain, there's a certain, passion to that crowd that i think uh mm -hmm. you could sell a studio on pretty easily mm -hmm. that you know i look at all these people who follow me there's you know for each one of them there's five more you know let me yeah. let me make my version of star wars yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, it's slightly gay version of star wars which is probably what might happen. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be no long cloaks and breathing devices. It's going to be loincloths as far as the eye can see. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm really missing my clips right now. <laughs> I do. I, actually, looking at some of the early like the you know the visuals that Zach keeps on posting on Vero. Again, the only person that uses that social media platform. Uh, it does seem a bit like that. It's going to be quite skimpy, I think, um, which is fine. Zach, that's what that that's what Zach likes. So, um, Clo clothing wise or character and plot wise? <laughs> well, character and plot wise, it's a lot of smashy smashy. Bat uh, <laughs> 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 thirst. There you go. <laughs> There you go. And then have two. Smashy smashy. <laughs> yeah. I still I still remember watch do you, I mean I do like the movie, but Watchmen. Um I I do, I do remember I I went to see that film with I I went to see that what that movie with my um with at the time he was what he would have been twelve, my brother, and uh, and my dad. And there's that whole scene um I mean, I don't even remember it being in the comic book. The 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 the, the love scene. They don't. No, it's it's not there. It's not. Well, it is, but it's only like three panels. Right. Yeah, you know, and, it, and like the whole thing goes on for a long time can, in the movie. I can explain. <laughs> I can explain why. Okay, so okay. and I've had this discussion quite a few times right, with Watchmen uh, when Alan Moore uh, wrote it and Dave Gibbons drew it. They were taking what comic books were known for, and they were bringing it to another level. They were amping up everything to the extreme in the, in that time frame. Mm -hmm. Now, and this is just me in my head. I don't know what Zack Snyder was thinking, but I think he took Watchmen and he's like, okay, so this is what Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons did with the notion of comic books in the form of this media. So I'm going to do the same thing in film, the comic book movies, and I'm going to amp everything up to the extreme. I'm going to take it, push it to that much. That's why he had a lot of gore. That's why he had that sex scene. He had swearing, all that stuff. I think he was emulating the cultural impact that the Watchmen had in comic books to superhero movies. That's just... Uh, I, I, I would go with that if I hadn't seen all the rest of his films. <laughs> but you, if, you, if you think about it as a standalone thing, project... Being and it's very faithful to the Watchmen uh, apt adaptation, except for the big squid creature, you know. Except for the the character dynamics and the the whole thought process 
behind it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's faithful to the story, like panel by panel, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's made by somebody you guys, you know, you guys need to stop me. Cause you know, I'm going to come up with, I'm going to say the same phrase over and over again. It's made by people who think, for who think Rorschach was the coolest guy in Watchmen. Well, I have a meme for that too. <laughs> I, I didn't, no, I didn't it's, know it's, it's it's Rorschach. It's I think I sent it to you, Sean. It's Rorschach, Tyler Durden from Fight Club, uh, Scarface. <laughs> yes. yes, it's basically yes. like you should not be worshiping these guys because you got the wrong yeah. message from the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, it, you know, I, these guys are all the other meme is is all these guys. Like I, Rorschach's my favorite superhero, but I wish his mask wasn't a picture of my parents fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! (laughs) I've I've driven James away (laughs) again. He's gone. (laughs) I didn't. I I was in the comic book shop the other day, and I didn't know that they've actually written a Rorschach, um, a new Rorschach comic book. I think Tom King wrote it. Uh, Apparently, it's awful. uh, I was looking because I was looking at reviews up online, thinking, should I buy this thing? Uh, and I think uh, I do wonder whether there's an element of that. But the DC was like, "Oh, people actually think this guy's really cool, so let's oh, ma- let's make his own standalone comic book." They're milking that franchise to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were yeah, they, they were really left are. alone for a lot of years, and now it's like free. Now it's like free reign. Uh, oh, and that, that's actually something about the the series. Thank Jim that Lee I really for that. Love. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one thing. What one thing about the series that I love is that they actually kind of that they really did lean on that fact that Rorschach was not the guy that you should be uh, right. rooting for. Right. Because they made the white nationalists wear the, they were the ones wearing the Rorschach masks. Yeah. That's and, what Matt's saying sh- in the, in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt's saying that. And, uh, I completely agree with you, Matt. That was a very, that show, the more I think about that show, the better it gets. I, I really got I the, love that show. I, 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 really, I yeah. adore, I've, yeah, I'd watched every episode it was on. I watched it three times that week, and then fantastic. I bought the DVD and watched it three times more. It's uh, what's great about it is is what you're saying is like, yeah, Warshock's not the guy we should have been cheering for. And by the way, the people you should be cheering for in this show are kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> and they are the Jeremy Iron. Jeremy Irons is fucking brilliant. He's in so that. good, so good. It's. I mean, I love. Da- I love Damon Lindelof. I think that's the best thing he's yeah. ever done. Uh, and if he's just left alone and doesn't work with the with JJ Abrams, he actually <laughs> you get some of the best stuff out of him. And that that was incredible. Yeah. And I love the fact that he was like, "I'm not doing a season two. It's a one story thing. That's it. It's done." Well, he al- he also really said, "Everybody done. everybody gets mad at my show after the first season, so I'm only going to do <laughs> yeah. the first season." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That way, he doesn't exactly. have to worry about the ending like Lost. I have I have a right. question. I have a question for you guys. We're Danzig. I talked to him about this the other day. Do you think the fans could turn on Snyder? And then we'll move on. But like, do you think the fans could turn on? Sure. Him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah fans sure. can turn on anybody, man. Is that is a fine line? Um, what would I it, think? What would it take? I actually it, think uh, it would uh, take uh, him uh, coming out to say and say, tell them <clears throat> to stop doing something, mm. and they might. I, and they, <clears throat> I think it would take a film that was a. Um, a subtle yet humorous feminist drama. Yeah, well, what sucker punch? <laughs> so, and, no, I, I did say subtle. 
<laughs> what, something like Guy, Guy, Ritchie's, Guy Ritchie's Madonna movie? Something like that. <laughs> S- swept Away? <laughs> God, I know the name called. of that. I don't know how yeah. I know the name of that. By the way, <clears throat> speaking of Guy Ritchie, every time someone says Guy Ritchie's name, I have to say, go watch The Gentleman. Yes. Uh, so yes. That's so good. Definitely. He, he's, yeah. I watched a movie. Tell us, like, Edward. Late- Tell us on. about opera, his new one. Is it not coming to North America? He wrote an article well, opera, on that today. Operation Fort- Fortune or whatever Fortune. it's called. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's not coming to North America. <laughs> that's that's the story. It's Apparently it's, it hasn't got distribution rights in the US because it was bought oh. by Styx International. Yeah, and they can't they can't get it over the, for some reason. I don't I don't really know why. It's not it's not very clear. The whole story wasn't very clear. I'm pretty sure it'll end up on some streaming platform somewhere. Yeah, but I it's, hope so. it's coming out. It's coming out here in cinemas. I'm going to see it. It's already uh, out, he, isn't it? No, or maybe it came oh. out already. I have to check. Actually. Last week I thought maybe, oh, but um, but it got it's got an incredible because, cast. Oh yeah, huge, and yeah. Uh, I like. Um, Oh, what's her name from Legion? Audrey? Oh, oh, oh um, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza? Aubrey Plaza, yeah. I love her. Yeah. She's such a great actress. And she's so weird in, in person, like uh, on talk shows and stuff. It's great. But um, that movie got delayed for a long time because it had Ukrainian gangsters. So they, uh, yeah, probably, yeah. They probably have to change all of that. Is this Richie's new movie? They didn't change it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't change it. They just waited. So. Okay, it's got it's got uh, it's got Jason Statham in it, you know, playing mm-hmm. Jason Statham. Uh, just is, this time, I'm um, <laughs> I'm a dad. <laughs> also, I don't know. So, so, yeah. he's, he's 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 in a Guy Ritchie movie, so there's a chance that someone will actually have him do some acting again. He's, well, the, the, this is the thing. The other day, I watched the last Guy Ritchie movie, which was called uh, Wrath the, of Man, the LA bank robbing one. Yeah, yeah, which is not good. It is what? not the, the acting in it is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a good action. You say you love action films. You can watch all the Liam Neeson movies, but you don't think Wrath of Man is a good film? That's a great action no. film. <laughs> no, because I don't I love watching action movies, but I don't think they're very good, but I love watching them. And I it just it's funny when you have um oh, the the name of the actor, the Liverpudlian actor, Stephen something, Stephen. Oh, he's in a lot of. He was in the Venom movie. Um, he's in loads of stuff. Pops up. Stephen Graham, that's his name. He he's in. Oh, he's not in. It's not Stephen Graham. I'm getting mixed up with another actor. But there's anyway. There, there's a, there's another English actor that's in this movie. And at the beginning, I know this pisses off James, but Post I Malone? hate. No, Post Malone's in it. <laughs> he, is, he gets murdered. <laughs> he's in that for about five seconds. Uh, no, but this this guy is um, he's meant to be Jason Statham's boss. Here we go with the accents. I cannot stand it. I'm like for the first five minutes, I was like, oh, he's English. All of a sudden, in the next scene, no, he isn't. He's meant to be American. I'm like, can you not like? I don't know. I don't get it. When you're editing the movie, can you not just think we we've got to re-edit this? As someone's someone's going to <laughs> going to get arrested by the sound of it. <laughs> I've, um, honestly, it annoys me so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my typical um, old man speaking in tongues act now. I've got really interested in Tony Hancock and uh, Kenneth Moore <laughs> lately, so I've been watching a lot of uh, 1960s British cinema, and I, I have to tell you 
the uh, American accents in uh, British cinema at that time leave a little no, to be yeah. desired. I'm going to bring everyone back. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not surprised. They they were pretty bad, uh, yeah. and like the, this this was this was pretty bad. It, it kind of it, it when it throws me off, and I know I, I know I notice it quite a lot, but. In that in that scene, the fir- the very first scene, he's literally just English, and then the rest of the movie, he's doing like a weird, you know, that kind of ad- pan Atlantic accent that people end mid- up mid- doing Atlant- the the mid Atlantic yeah, mid- sort of like nineteen thirties, almost <laughs> yeah. British but not. Yeah, it kind of ends up being that, and yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, Dan saying, stay away from Ray, Ray Winston. Literally, <laughs> Ray Winston oh, gives just, the worst yeah, accent. Just stole my joke. He just stole my joke, Danzig. <laughs> he is so bad at accents. He's an international treasure, Edward. Come on. He's an international treasure. In what mm. way? He's very good in Sexy Beast. <laughs> He's very good in Sexy Beast. His accent was great in Sexy that... Beast. Yeah, it's just he was playing himself. That's, he's, he's the guy from the East End of London. That's literally the only way he could talk, isn't it? It's so hard. It's like, that's all he can do. <laughs> My name is. You want to bring up the? You see anything I could do? Want me to bring up your uh, your Amber Heard uh, accent? No, that that pissed me off so much that that almost ruined the whole movie for me. Her her turning up in Zack Snyder's Justice League having a British accent for some odd reason, carrying two buckets of water. Mira, Mira is from another dimension, you know, so it's a a dimension of 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 poor UK accents. You go to the north. You go to the north. You get a shitty Scottish accent. You go to the south. You get a shitty Welsh accent. But right in the middle, that's where she was from. Mm. No, I do, but I just don't get it because, like, she was already in a movie before that where she played the same character. And didn't right. have, I mean, what what was the logic on that day when I know they all shot on green screen for to get that scene, which was the nightmare scene, wasn't it? Which was honestly, the, I um, thought was, was Aquaman <clears throat> maybe shot after Justice League? No, that was all shot after the the first Aquaman film. That was uh, shot by Zack Snyder afterwards. Oh, so oh. of course, of course, she turns up and she's like. I want Mira to be British today. It's like, but Amber, you played her in a movie and you just played her with your normal accent. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Ah, she's a she's a fake swimming girl. Nobody will know the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody watches these things. I just, I thought it was hilarious just seeing her with two buckets of water. I was like, <laughs> what's the point of this character? Why have her in this scene? She's li- oh, she's dear. literally carrying water for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that's the joke. They had a big, huge joke. goldfish bowl full of water right, yeah. on this cart that yeah. they had to push around. Yeah. It's, be it's been 59 minutes. It's time to dunk Arthur again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, the, the, the state of DC Studios. Um <laughs> Is uh, is in an interesting place, isn't it? Uh, is James Gunn gonna gonna? Is he the savior, Sean? Well, if he's not, I don't know who is. I thought when I heard that, I thought, oh, that's like that's a choice they could make, and it's it's one that actually is like logical. So I'm wondering. Hmm. I don't know. Did we talk about this before? Like, like are they already yeah. planning on how they're going to screw him over um, and not <laughs> yeah, give probably. him what he needs? <laughs> 
you know, uh, but um, I mean, I, I, I'm a big gun fan. I think he's a guy who understands how silly comic books are. And he also understands how dramatic they can be. And he knows how to mix those both into one thing. And not a lot of people do that, you know, and it's, it's bit, I mean, to me, the worst thing I've ever seen that he's done uh, was the uh, Christmas special. And that wasn't bad. You know, it's just true. The other stuff, the other stuff has like a more of a, a gut to it, more of a, 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 a emotional. Yeah. But if you look finale. at the Chris, if you look at the Christmas special through eyes of a child watching a Christmas special. No, yeah. No, I then, get that. Yeah, I get that. And yeah. I had to do that to be like, get yeah. away from that cheesiness of it all. And no, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Mindset, and I enjoyed yeah. the cheesiness. And frankly, once I saw the first trailer, like they're going to get Kevin Bacon, I'm like, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, please please count every click of mine on this thing five times now do you think it's do you think when he went to zazlav and the board for both of you guys do you think he he went with two plans one with like here's what we could do with the existing stuff and then here's one we could do with like a reboot or a soft reboot no uh, I, I would, think he I, came if, in if, saying we're going to reboot everything really yeah if if, it's the only way you're james yeah if you're james gunn and you get that opportunity you don't want to be with the baggage want to be for yeah yeah Yeah. i mean good or bad i mean i don't think even putting a quality thing on it like that's carrying a lot of water Mm. (laughs) it's and amber heard's busy (laughs) Um, (laughs) you, you know if and also if you get that chance (laughs) <laughs> i just that's, remember i'm just remembering all those all those all those rumors that that water brothers had given uh, her her nearest spin-off tv show <laughs> that was what they, they were like this is what we need <laughs> we need this <laughs> oh god but if if you're james gunn if you're if, if any of us any of us here if somebody, if Warner Brothers comes to you and says we want to give you control of the DC movie universe, all you have are to we do is go, have Amber Heard with two buckets of water. In the yeah, <laughs> but are, are you going to sit and go, what's the safe way through this, or are you going yeah. to, you know, uh, I'm I'm sorry, Edward, I don't know what the uh, Criffit equivalent is of swinging for the fences, but you know, go go for the grand slam. <laughs> yeah, hit it for hit it for six. It would be. Thank you. I'm writing yeah. that. I'm writing that down because I work yeah. with British people and I need these things. Hit it <laughs> for six, 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 yeah, six. six in, okay. Thank you. Cricket. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's honestly you cannot. You could not. I, I bet you that's why so many people passed on it before they eventually went with James Gunn because they probably all said the same thing. They were like, "This is impossible." to continue the way it's going no one probably had a real idea of what to do with the future of dc james gunn is someone that knows how to make pretty good big blockbuster movies for actually relatively small amounts of money mm-hmm. as well he's and and if you want someone to do that the best person to do that is someone that comes from the genre the, the area of filmmaking which he came from which is horror you know, he kind of comedy horror, kind of gore, that sort of stuff was what he how he started out doing those kind of small movies. You learn a lot doing that sort of film. Mm-hmm. You learn how to cut budgets. One of the big things you learn how to do. You don't spray and, the money hose. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if anyone understands that, it would be someone like Gunn. And I think that's what they're going to do with DC. I think they're really going to strip it back. These movies are not going to be the kind of big block, blockbuster extravaganzas that we've seen so far, which, let's be honest, they haven't been very good, those movies. like you, I mean, you, you can like elements of these films, but... You can even enjoy them. Like I enjoy stupid action movies, which is probably why I liked, you know, Black Adam and why I liked Shazam or, you know, even actually Shazam I was Wonder a good, too. good family friend. Yeah, but, superhero movie. Yeah, but let's, Black let, Adam was yeah, a let's good be action. When you say stupid action movies, you're talking about the, the same Liam Neeson movie over and over again. <laughs> we're going to talk about Liam Neeson later on in the show, by the way. We are going yeah. to talk about Liam Neeson. Oh, we're going to talk about Marlowe. About Marlowe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Well. <laughs> I have to get, get my long goodbye I clips did, out for that. I did my, my undergraduate minor thesis on <laughs> Raymond Chandler, so let me warm up. You got nothing on me. You got you got yep. nothing on me. I've watched the long goodbye ten times. So yeah, there are pieces. there are there are other Marlows besides Elliot Gould. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I, yes. Count, <laughs> take a breath. Uh, um, I, I do see. He's, he's mad at me now. He's gone again. Um, <laughs> I do think I do think a going for smaller budgets is a really good idea because even I watched the trailer for Quantum Mania the other day just to see the Modoc silhouette, and I just kept thinking like. Mm-hmm. This looks like the last five Marvel movies, and how's the quantum realm any different than Doctor Strange in the multiverse? And just, I'm not impressed by this anymore. <clears throat> yeah, so, this, so you this know, you have something... to find a different way to go. Yeah, there's something about these. I am hoping that the next phase in the Marvel Cinematic Universe will will strip it back a bit and be a bit more inventive in certain ways. Because honestly, Phase Four was dull as well. Let's be honest mm. about about yep. that. Phase Four was dull. Uh, I actually think that Quantum Mania looks quite interesting, mainly because of John, Jonathan Majors as Kang. I think that is one thing that's going to bring me into that movie, and well, I think this will yeah, be good for the future of the MCU. Is having a the proper ca- villain again. It's a catalyst to bring him in. You know, like Loki. Yeah. The end of Loki season one was the introduction. Now, Ant Man three yeah. is going to free him from whatever realm that is, the quantum realm, and boom, he's out. I think it all depends if Foggy is going to be focused on it or more of a backseat, like he took in Phase Four. You know, mm. and that, right. and how how involved right. is he with this Star Wars film? Right. Yeah. The, the only like, and, and speaking, you know, to dovetail off that, my only fear about Gunn running a studio is that at some point is he's going to want to go make a movie, isn't he? And who's going to be running the studio when he's gone? Is he going to try and do both at the same time? I think he'll, I think he'll direct one and run the studio at the same time. And it may, I don't know if he'll direct Superman or not, but that's the one he's writing. He's but writing. he probably won't direct a film for like a couple of years, at least I think, you know, um, well, but I he's, mean, he's known. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's guardians comes out in May and he's still got to do PR mm-hmm. for that. Like before and after. Um, but <laughs> so while he's doing PR for the Marvel property, all anybody's going to want to talk to him about is DC. Wow. Which is what wow. happened with, yeah, which was happened with the Christmas special. Like any, if he posts anything, they're all like, bring back Affleck, bring back Cavill, you know, bring back the Snyderverse. But anyways, it must, um, it must be such a headache for him. It, it must it's got to be, be so frustrating. A, so so frustrating. frustrating. 
but yeah. he's good at juggling though because yeah. he was directing Peacemaker and and then he did Guardians three after or before that I can't remember. But he's really good at um, multitasking that way. And then hmm. what he wrote he wrote Peacemaker in what a couple weeks or one month during the pandemic. Like he stays busy, so I can see him doing yeah. one film like maybe every three years or something. Uh, it depends how big the film is. And I think Superman would be uh, ginormous to to do that film and run the studio at the same time. I don't think he'll do uh, Superman. I don't think he'll do Superman. Really? I think uh, 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 he's I wanted think he to. would because, um, I mean, that's the that's sort of the golden goose. That's the one that all people like us look at and go, why is Superman so hard and why isn't Superman the the top performing thing of all time and, and to just write that and walk away for it from him just like would feel like the job's half done maybe i don't, I don't know I, I mean i've heard a lot of things about you know there are a lot of directors that you probably like to uh, i really like the idea of um the what's this the director that uh that does the uh mission impossible movies um brian de palma i'm forgetting no, <laughs> Christopher no, McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie. McQuarrie. I like the idea of McQuarrie doing a <laughs> Brian De Palma. Is he still alive, De Palma? Ooh. Yeah, I'd like. I'd like a. I'd like a Brian De Palma I'd, Superman. I, I would like a. Brian, that would be I, I cool. A, there was an old uh, colleague of mine that had had some for some reason just absolutely hated Brian De Palma, and I was like, why? He's made like some of my favorite <laughs> movies. Let's hold on. I feel like I have to reply to Matt. Go yeah, I was going to I was going to bring it up cuz I know <laughs> I you apologize, you but I saw you, it no, I'm like I know you have an answer for this. He doesn't have to be yeah. relatable. He ha- he has to be noble. He has to be yeah. someone to look up to. We're not we Superman's not a hero who's going to be your pal. Superman's a hero who's going to be your dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the uh the the best um the best version of Superman we've ever had is still going to be Christopher Reeve because that's what they got right in that character. I think that there was yeah. that aspect of, of that. And it was very much lacking in the Henry Cavill version of the character. Um, because I mean, I, I love that performance, uh, especially in man of steel, but let's be honest in man of steel. He's, he's quite, he's not there yet. Is he? He's quite selfish. Um, no, I, I, I I, I like I like the performance and I like the idea of the character is just not Superman to me. It's like no, you know, not yet. To, He's to, not. When you, yeah, when you talk about Batman movies, like once you put armor on it, and I realize I'm you know cranky about this, but once you put armor on him, he's not Batman anymore. Mm. He's, you know, he's, yeah, he's somebody else. So <laughs> once you put him in a great big tin suit and make him look like Lego Batman, it's it's no longer it's no longer yeah, Batman. I, I, I don't think he gives a shit if he lives or dies. No, that's where I think Batman is. That's true. Yes, I I agree with your take actually, and that maybe I am hoping that there'll be that element to in the um, in the James Gunn script because I, I do get the impression that he is someone that seems to understand Superman. I, I honestly I think he understands Superman a heck of a lot more than Zack Snyder did. Yeah, it's very apparent in yeah. Brightburn. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, there's, 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 you know, that is, that is Superman, isn't it? God, that, that movie was so bad. Uh, I, but yeah, I was but, very disappointed with that film. But conceptually, it's good. It, it, yes, it, but you, you, you have to know the character to get there. Yeah, with Brightburn. But I, I agree. It was just, it was, it was another one of those things. Like, why isn't this better? 
This, this yeah. seems like a very ABC, just fill in the blocks. Well, he thing. just, he just, he wrote and produced that though. He didn't direct it. I'm right, not even right. sure if he wrote that film. I think he just produced it. Oh really? I don't. I'm not sure if he wrote it. He might, he, he might it. have I... a story. He might have a story by credit, but I'm pretty sure he didn't write the whole script. Yeah, like he probably came screenplay. Ah, the... uh, Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn wrote it. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, he yeah. was his brothers, wasn't it? Or his cousins yeah. or something. Yeah, <clears throat> Zack Snyder's cousin. But... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, I'm I'm actually very optimistic because I feel like finally there's someone that's making that's at the helm of these DC films that actually cares about the comic books and actually understands how films are made, as opposed to you know, producers that have been in charge for a very long time, even though I actually think Walter Hamada is a very good producer. I do like the country. What he did with the conjuring universe was pretty insane. That franchise went to, went on to make $2 billion mm. and the movies wouldn't cost nothing to make, you know, Joker. So, and Joker, you know, he was, but yeah, I, 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 have my problems with Joker, but I, the idea and the the concept of going after the characters that way, I think is brilliant. And I'd like to see more stuff done like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like more Scorsese superhero films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Next, next I want to uh, uh, rip off panic and needle park. And, and, <laughs> and that's how I'm going to tell the, the green arrow speedy story. <laughs> well, like good. Uh, good, good fellows, but it's young justice. Yeah. yeah, no. Goodfellas, Goodfellas is Teen Teen Titans for, for as <laughs> long as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to watch my parents get murdered in front of me. That's been a dream. Uh, I wonder what Casino could be oh, in the DC universe. Oh, that that would be um, the the Maxwell Lord story. Yeah, oh. yeah. Max, yeah, well, there, yeah, go. and then you could bring in the um, the underground fight club that uh, Black Canary and um, Wildcat used to run into. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you could add yeah. that into the Maxwell Lord story, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that we that that's still going on, all that, all that stuff with Todd Phillips, isn't it? Mm. So, yep. what does Dan say? <clears throat> uh, I would worry he'd apply his comedic tone to all DC properties. Now, I hear this a lot about his people not liking his comedic tone. I don't really understand that. I'm going to be honest, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm with your comments. Some, some would need it to uh, feel, some would need it, sorry, some need it. Would need but it, some but some would, would feel campy, yeah. I fear, I fear for another Batman and Robin. Uh, it's, that's a on. huge that, extreme that, to fear. That's, that's, that's a that, huge extreme. And that's not a filmmaker's decision. Batman and Robin was all studio decisions every step yeah. of the way. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, okay, James James Gunn's humor is crass. That His humor is quite crass. And he sometimes goes a little bit too far. I do agree. But I don't think, I don't really think it's an issue. Uh, I, I With James Gunn movies, I never think that the humor is a problem. Um, yeah, you know, it's. I think there are other elements of his films that I I feel. I, get, I, I mean, I can't really explain. I, I I've actually liked most of his movies that he's made. The only one that probably that he was involved with. So sometimes he like it, when his more kind of gory stuff, he goes a bit too far. 
but you know that's what he's like. He wants to push the boundaries of whatever he's doing. He he likes to he likes to shock people. You know that's what he's always been about. Yeah, yeah, um, and he uses the humor to uh, get you into the character. It's not they're not making fun of the characters. He's using the humor to pull you mm. in and become involved with the characters. Yeah. And I think a lot of people had problems with the finale of Peacemaker where they made the fish joke about with Aquaman. I know a lot of people for some reason took against that. I actually thought it was quite funny. Um, yeah. Because that's literally that joke was, I think, taken almost verbatim from Family Guy anyway. And I, I always thought that was quite amusing when they, they made fun of Aquaman. Um, but it's also yeah. been a gag too in the comics for how long? Yeah. Yeah, you know? it has. In, people seem to really dislike that joke i honestly i didn't really have a big problem with it at all i just i actually thought it was quite funny i laughed yeah it pretty much bounced off me and i'm i'm a little attached to aquaman so <laughs> yeah yeah i just i thought i thought it was that makes it an interesting point. So it's the entire season of Peacemaker was essentially spouting off QAnon nonsense against superheroes, only to have it somewhat confirmed in the end. It was hysterical. I kind of agree with that. I think there was a lot of, like, I think James Gunn took quite a lot of inspiration from what was going on with the whole QAnon conspiracy oh, yeah. stuff as well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly think I'm, I think I keep on saying the same thing, but I'm, um, I'm optimistic for the future of DC Studios more than I have been in a long time. I think someone like Gunn is—he's um, produced movies, he's made movies, he's written movies. You know, he's—he's he's done basically everything you can do in Hollywood. I think he deserves this next step, and I think people need to back off and need to let him do what he wants to do. And if the if the movies he ends up making are bad, then yes, by all means, have a go at him and ask for change. But give the guy a chance. Yeah, don't I feel judge. Like people aren't giving. <laughs> well, they were bashing him like. Less than a month after he was announced that he was head of DC Studios with Peter Safran, you know? Yeah, literally. I think the hashtag Fire James Gunn started trending immediately after he was announced as the head of yeah. DC Studios. Well, and and everybody like wants him to make a decision. You know, okay, you're the head of DC Studios. What are you going to do? And they want him to lay out the whole plan in a day. And that's not how it's work how it works. And that's not how he's going to put it together. I mean, you need a little bit of patience everybody everybody wants to know everything before the movie's made anymore and to me that yeah. sucks a lot of the fun out of it i completely agree i completely agree and um should we we did talk a little bit about marvel uh, i think <laughs> we should move on to uh we talked a little bit about ant-man and the ant-man and the wasp quantum mania such a mouthful of a title that um i want I, <laughs> These these Marvel movie titles are just getting longer and longer and longer. Uh, but at but, least it's not like Ant Man three. I mean, at least they're, they're you know they're they're <laughs> yeah. trying something different than you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rocky fourteen point five. Yeah, that's true. They uh, it's like Doctor I, Strange I, Love or How I Learned true. to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yeah, yeah. But what's I, I get the sense that you're not that excited for this movie, Sean? Quantum Mania. Hmm. No, I'm I'm deep into Marvel fatigue. Like I, I, I yeah. they've they've done everything I always I always wanted to see it done in a superhero movie. So what now? Um, yeah. I, it, I I like the cast. I like the director. I like the ideas. I'm just like when I see the the 
trailer, it's like, well, this is the last three Marvel movies. This doesn't look any different. So, you know, move ahead somehow. What intrigues me is uh, Peyton Reed. Um, He's always, his Ant-Man films have always, like, capped a phase or started a new phase, you know, and it's been kind of low-key. And he said, I want this to be a big epic. I want my film to be epic and not just like a, a, a bookend to a phase or a start of a phase. So I, I'm interested to see what scope he goes with this and, and how he, how he pulls it off. Cause with, I really liked Ant-Man too. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought that was a great film. I had a lot of fun with that. So for him to dial it up more, it's going to be very interesting to see. Everyone's like, yeah, Kang, Kang, everyone, you know, Jonathan Majors. I'm like, yeah, he was great at the end of Loki. I guess like you, Sean, like the last two Marvel movies, like it's good that we have another Marvel big bad, but is it just going to be the same thing? You know? Yeah. And I do like him a lot. You know, I think, I think he's really good actor, but we don't know what he's about yet. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, or which one? Yeah. (laughs) Which Kang. Yeah. Um, I just don't see it coming together yet. I don't see what's what's going on. So the the last thing was a was a driver, and you got to see every one of those movies, and you got to see these characters the way for me I had conceived of them. And now it's like, well, we've got that. Now what are you going to do? Because it, part of the issue is, I think, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you you lost half the universe and you brought half the universe back. Now. Now what do you do? It's like great, great trick, Daffy, but you can only do it once. Mm, yeah. So, so now we, this is the threat going to be the whole universe. Does that have like any kind of like conceptual meaning to to anybody? Uh, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Because it's like, um... well, it's not half the universe, so it's a double threat, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is that you know stories, big even big epic stories, have an end. And we're not going to allow that to happen with these characters because they're too much of a money-making machine. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is there a mm-hmm. way forward that's that's good narratively or is it just going to be feeding the beast more and more from now on? When you look at what, yeah. what Marvel and DC are doing in the comics, sometimes you think about, is, is this thing just outlived what it can do? I don't know. I'm not saying it has. I'm saying it's a good question. I had a question for you actually about the comics because um, I've been going back into buying physical comic books and there was a comic book that came out recently, I think called Fantastic Four Full Circle, which is a comic book by Alex Ross. Apparently mm-hmm. it's amazing. Have you read it? Have you read the book or not? No, no. I, no. I, I, I sort of like get tired of that stuff that just sort of rehashes other oh, Marvel okay. stuff and that was my opinion of that, what that is. If it's not, I'd be... Yeah, I'd certainly like to take a look at it. Well, I bought it anyway, so I'll let, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, read it later do. this week. I was very excited because I, I was reading. I, I wanted <laughs> to get some some new comic books, and uh, that was one of the ones that a lot of people were recommending. Another one was, um, is it called A Thirst for Vengeance? or something? Um, it's an image comic. And uh, A Righteous First Thirst for Vengeance, it's called. And it, I'm Have you pretty guys- sure... Go on. Go ahead, you. Well, I'm pretty sure that the guy, that the, the main character in the book is based off uh, Benedict Wong, the uh, mm. the guy that plays Wong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I've read the first two, uh, the first two volumes. Very good. Very gory. Very good. Uh, that's all I'll say. I highly recommend that. Have you read? Have you guys read Planetary? Yes. No. Yeah, they had a good spin on the Fantastic Four in that. I like that. Uh, I, my favorite one was the with the Tomorrow League or whatever thing from Alan Moore's yeah. 1963. Yeah. That I, my favorite take on Fantastic Four lately was Wade's run. I thought hmm. I thought he really sort of nailed it. Um, hmm. I've been reading Wade's uh, World's Finest lately, which which I like, but it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. It feels like it's you know a Spinning little too fan servicey. Yeah. Well. That's a bit like what's happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, isn't it? It's a bit too fan servicey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're talking about the other day. They announced that they were talking, uh, or the the rumor is that they're talking to Aaron Driver for Reed Richards. And I thought, yeah, oh, Adam, Adam Driver, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good idea. And then today the thing was that it's a, um, uh, they're talking to Momoa about some sort of major part, like yeah, they cast him as not, Ben Grimm. That that cast him as I'm Ben Grimm. Sure that's the most that. obvious thing ever. Yeah, I, I know it's probably, I, I, you know, yeah. could be. I, I know, I know. Like we we did cover that on small screen. And I felt a bit bad bad for that because it comes from a, a an, an outlet that is not very reputable. <laughs> let's let's just say that. That so the whole Jason Moore thing is honestly, I think the only thing that Jason Moore is going to be doing is playing Lobo. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's signed and sealed and deli- I'm going to be delivered. He's made that very clear, actually. Good. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, ben Grimm, honestly, I don't really know who could play Ben Grimm. It's people were hoping Sabretooth for Momoa. Sabretooth oh, that, would be yeah. more interesting, but I just don't. I don't even. I'm not even too keen on Adam Driver as as Mister Fantastic. Uh, I I think that. Um, I think. Wait, you don't you cast... don't think the you don't think the sexy tree trunk would would be good? Reed Richards. Well, the thing is. Uh, we all know that Adam Driver can never ever cut his hair, can he? Because if he cuts <laughs> his hair, it, he just he'll look ridiculous. He, he, he loses he his power. It? Didn't he just he cut does. it in the latest film? Maybe a bit, but not all the way. He's still got some hair going over his ears. He's he's never going to go full. He's never going to show those <laughs> those things. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> It black it was Black Klansman and he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good movie. But uh yeah, yeah it's um like John Krasinski uh, ears in Doctor Strange too. John yeah, no, that's the you. thing. John we, Krasinski we, we just looks goofy. He looks so I just finished watching um <laughs> Jack, Jack Reacher season three. Great, I love Jack Reacher, yeah. but the thing is, I just cannot take him seriously. He looks so goofy. I'm like, no, you no, are Jack not Reacher. a CIA. Ryan. Jack, Ryan. Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan, yeah. Uh, they're both called Jack. It's Jr. Come yeah. on, guys, be yeah. more, be more inventive. <laughs> you know, your your secret agent names, <laughs> but um, it's it's very it's the I liked the the third season of uh, Jack Ryan, but he is super goofy looking, and he's way yeah. too goofy, and he's too goofy yeah. to be um to even even be. Like Mr. Fantastic, who's literally like Elastic Man. So it's, well, it's, that was the, the thing in, in Multiverse of Madness. Like, oh, okay, well, he's not bad. It's just because I'm not crazy about him, not bad. And then this the spaghetti death scene was hilarious. <laughs> oh, did you see the spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you see the spaghetti effect again in uh, the Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes, trailer? yes, it's there again. Yeah, yeah, so it. It's the same again? effect. Yeah. But, but, that, that was probably... Um, which is the, the VFX house they use a lot? Uh, it's not... It's not. It's, do they still use ILM? It's not ILM, is it? They mm. use... I think it is ILM. No, it is, it is ILM that they, they use. And I'm pretty sure they just go reuse reuse like they like we need a we need a scene where it's like they kind of disintegrate we'll just reuse the spaghetti scene it's like do, do that i'm pretty sure if you watch uh the uh youtube channel what's it called um the vfx artist reacts thing that they'll do a thing about that but that 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 that, that is the exact same effect i noticed it when i watched the trailer it's it's the spaghetti effect that's what it's going to mm. be called from now on <laughs> danzig's got a, a good question uh, do we think MCU will improve now? Big Papa Iger's back was Chapek hindering Feige. Well, Feels actually, like Feige had been spread too thin. I, I have a I have a bit of news about about that. Actually, that um, not sure if I should say it here. I will. Doesn't matter. Uh, the there were a lot of edicts apparently under under Chapek. Um, one of them was that the movies couldn't go over two hours long. Uh, that well, was I'm one actually of kind the, of on board with that. <clears throat> Yeah, but that was the same thing that Warner Brothers tried to do with D, with the DC movies. Which I suppose when you're asking Zack Snyder to get to cut his movie under two hours, it ain't going to happen. But um, there, there was stuff like that, and a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of the different studios. Um, that is pretty well documented that they were there were warring factions within the within Disney under Chapek. No one was happy. Nobody was happy, and they're literally rolling back everything that he did. They recently rolled back the the price hikes at Disney at the Disney Land parks, whatever they're called in America. Um, so those all those price hike, hikes have already been rolled back. Uh, the apparently those edicts that that were implemented on all their movies have now just been lifted. They're saying no, don't bother with that stuff anymore. Just do. I go the very first thing I think he did was say just do what you were originally planning on doing. Um, one of one of the things I think they're looking for is somebody to come in and actually oversee a lot of the movies that are being um, being released. Like the guy that was doing that before is now at Warner Brothers. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Iger literally got him out of um, retirement, and then mm. when Iger left, he left. I can't remember his name. I'm forgetting everybody's names, but he's so they they're looking for someone like that to to oversee the. A lot of, to oversee a lot of the movies that are being released in 2023 and 2024 up until 2025. So there are a lot of changes happening. I think I think the Chapek era was pretty catastrophic, actually, for a lot of these movies, which is probably another reason why Phase Four was so bland. I think a, a lot of corners were cut, and uh, and they were put under a lot of pressure to get the movies out. I even heard that Feige didn't want to release; he wanted to delay a lot of the films. Apparently, they weren't allowed to. That was something that I heard. Not, I'm, I haven't been able to confirm it. Alan Horn—that's his name. Alan Horn. Thank you, Dan. Yes, there is. Yeah, everybody. Alan Horn was the guy before. They're looking for another and someone in the same ilk as Alan Horn, which will be very difficult. But um, there, there'll be someone well, yeah. out there that can do that job. There aren't there aren't a lot of Alan Horns out there. No. Yeah. But um, yeah, it seems I I um, I do worry a bit about because I I really was struggling with Marvel fatigue for a, for a long time, 
um, especially with uh, the last few movies. And was it TV Falcon and the Winter Soldier? The TV shows I found just so <clears throat> dull at a certain point. I do too. And I was just thinking the other day because of Jeremy Renner's accident, like I, I kind of yeah. liked Hawkeye. That was the, the best one because that seemed to be a good yeah, sort but... of bridge between the movie and the show. And it was, it was not just an action thing. It was about this guy sort of coming to terms with where he is in this yeah. world. Why, why, yeah. why did it have to take three episodes to get good though? Like with most of these shows, I know oh, I like the before, I like the but... first one. I I did like I did uh, like the first the, one. I did. The first I'm with you, okay, Sean. But... I'm, I remember that sh- James and I had this discussion. James was like, "Do you like this show?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm actually really enjoying it." And James was like, "Yeah, but you watched it thing. on your you watched it on your mobile. That's why." And your mobile I watched device. it on my iPad. I watched it on my iPad yeah. for, the Amer- for, for the Americans. For the Americans, <laughs> that's a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't remember if it was yeah. a cell phone or if it was uh his iPad, so I played it safe with mobile device. But yeah, he <laughs> where did where did you watch it? It was McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, my, McDonald's. I watched it on my I watched it on my big screen TV with my sound bar and I was I was pretty happy with it. If, if you <laughs> the if you just bad, the, the just the thing at Raj see, I don't think care about that that much though. No, I but not even the, the effects, but like he's looking over the bridge and you can see it's a green screen sky behind him why not just film just, him i'm, looking so, I'm over sorry bridge? you, you, you gave me that Rod, when you, watch... you give me that rogers the musical scene and i'm like all right i owe you at least three more episodes james <laughs> james whenever whenever you Edward. watch your 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 old timey movies that you like to watch you like your near your noir thrillers and and there's always the scene of them oh. driving in the car and they're like this right mm. they, they got the, the wheel like that and the, then the rear screen, yeah. the rear projection, the rear straight. It's just, yeah. and, and, and like, then they get started oh, getting chased. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you're fine with that. <laughs> you're like, this is old school filmmaking. I like it. But the minute it's like, oh, I can see that that's green screen. I can see that's can, not real. I can, uh, I, when I watch an old movie like that, I can sort of like forgive that sort of stuff because of the time. because of technical so. limitations yeah exactly i'm sorry but if anyone was there would they have been like there was a movie i was watching the other day with carrie granted he was literally doing that i was like is there no one on set going <laughs> carrie have you driven a fucking car <laughs> so if you go like that you ain't going straight i could tell you that so like, you know, I, this- and and i do wonder about like you've got you've got people who are like carrie grant who are like really good actors really good and then you put him in this fake car and all of a sudden they have like they're like become beanie and cecil it's like like james stewart in a car ah you see i'm going straight now you see (laughs) spencer spencer tracy i won three academy awards in a row i'm a really good actor see when you're i'm watching when i'm when you're watching those you're already in a suspension of disbelief because you know the time period that it came in from right and yeah, you know I what know. kind of film you're watching but when you're watching a brand new marvel show right it was one of the one of the um first ones out of the gate was after it was after wandavision right so it's yeah. the end of it's a christmas one um so when you're watching that and if you see oh it's jeremy renner he's standing over a bridge and then you can tell it was composited it just takes me out of the moment like, can you guys not take I, an extra two hours to fix that? I I can understand both sides, but I didn't. What yeah. you're talking about in Hawkeye, I never noticed, and in the old movies, I've just watched it. so many old movies that I just I just go with it. I mean, I I talked to some a student 
a directing student years ago who watched Strangers on a Train and said, the tennis thing just really bothered me. Like, really? <laughs> That's what bothers you? It's like one of the greatest suspense movies I've ever played. And you're watching it going, this guy can't really play tennis. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, see, that I'm not one of those is, people. Strangers on a Train is fantastic. I love that movie. Uh, that, honestly, I... I, I I joke. That's one of the movies. The, every the time I come across movie. it on, on Turner Classic Movies, I have to watch the whole whole rest of it. I'm, did you, I, did you watch the remake? Alone is fantastic. Did you watch no. the remake? No. You didn't, you, you didn't watch one. You didn't watch Do Revenge? Oh, is that the remake? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just when, a, we well, did, when, of, we, when we did that video... Stuff. When did we did that video on the other channel, yeah, we had to make it interesting, so we tied it to Strangers... Strangers on a Train. There's a lot of Hitchcockian stuff in that film, though. There is. I haven't watched it. Was it good? It, I, uh, it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> There's a difference right. between good and interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like I watched. Yeah, definitely. A, a, I watched a. I watched a, a movie called The Punch and Judy Man from 1962 with J Tony Hancock, and like was in. You know, my partner said, "Is that? Did you like it?" Like. I don't know if I'd say I liked it. I was interested in it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies like that that you, you you're, you're watching them, and at the end of uh, end of the film, you're like, "Did I actually enjoy it? I didn't. Probably didn't enjoy it, but I found it very interesting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there are quite a few Italian cinemas very much like that. I can tell you that. Now. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't okay, enjoy it, but I found it very interesting. Sean has to make an exit soon. So, did you guys want? I yes. haven't seen the Mandalorian season three trailer yet. Did you guys want to watch it? Uh, I want to um, watch it just because, uh, for all the things I like about the Star Wars TV show, that one at least is kind of kept my interest consistently. It's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. I didn't yeah. love it, but it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to put Probably. it on now. Are we? If we, if we do that, yeah. we'll get we'll get de well deplatformed, won't we? I suppose it doesn't matter uh, now. I don't. Uh, I don't we? know. This is our test. This is why. Okay. Let's see what we can do. Um, let me find Disney will come and, and give us some sort of. Uh, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody tell Disney. <laughs> yeah. We talk. We can talk. We talk through it a little bit. We should be okay. Okay. All right. Well, this is the sky. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've got no sound, so that's fine. I think if we've got no sound, it's going to be I, absolutely fine. Why? So, with all the money Industrial Light and Magic has, why the skies always look like our skies? What like do you want them to look like? Just full of an moves. orange sky or a purple sky, or or you know something <clears throat> something that doesn't. It's it's like they went out and said, "Let's find a place that looks a lot like Vasquez rocks." <laughs> <laughs> it's true there's an element of that why does every everything in these in these shows have to take place on tatooine that's like something that i always found very odd because we've got that set built god damn it yeah, exactly okay, can you hear this now i like that that look on uh, grogu there he's just like yeah don't mess with he's me enjo he's enjoying his power a bit too much mm, the dark side i sense in you when behind the scenes are like put his ears down so it doesn't look so much like a gremlin <laughs> yeah. we're getting trouble we're getting trouble from warner brothers i think chrysler's right that 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 looked like mandalore the the decimated yeah. mandalore what you thought was the uh the death star 
that, so that I think it's going to go cool. back to Mandalore. Yeah, and, and then, a lot of people have been then, saying that there might be an Anakin Skywalker cameo, like a, which of course they have to do, um, where it goes back to the Jedi Temple. Is it going to be a shaky cam lightsaber scene? Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to film it with what's his name, but then they're going to put James Earl Jones' voice over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the AI. AI James Earl Jones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think it's actually like in skywalker like without the mask is what they're saying oh before okay yeah but yeah so it will be uh what's his hayden christensen that's his name yeah he's got some work again that's nice <laughs> <laughs> nice for hayden <laughs> we're all happy for him yeah. i sent my christmas card <laughs> and add vespas <laughs> add vespas <laughs> Well, if, if Robert Rodriguez is involved in this, then yes, they probably will do. Yeah. Listen, I'm wondering. I, I like I like the Who. I like the Jam. I like scooters and parkas. Keep them out of fucking Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you should tell Robert Rodriguez that that was all his idea. Yeah. Was it really? It was all him. He's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was all him. Yeah. He we talked to his kid, well. He talked parts. to his kids at lunch. It's how we got Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, actually, just... uh, his latest child movie, Superhero Ones, uh, We Can Be Heroes, was actually pretty fun. Yeah, that was good, actually. Yeah, yeah. that was. That I didn't was even hear about that. Ri- yeah, that's on oh, yeah. Netflix. That's probably why you didn't hear about it. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I understand they're not. I understand they're not promoting things well. No, not at all. But uh, is um, uh, I've got I've got to an go. exit, dudes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm sorry. thank you good. so much, Sean. Thank you for spending Thanks. so much time I, with I, us. You got a minute to talk about Twilight before you go? You didn't get to plug that yet. (laughs) Next next week or next week we can talk about that. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. Can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Right. He cut himself off. He pulled a James. He cut himself off. He pulled a James. Wonderful. I think I think that's everything we had to take we had to talk about anyway. I think we covered everything. Apart from maybe The Rock? Do you want to talk a little we bit about The Rock? Yeah, we didn't talk about Marlowe. We didn't talk about Tulsa King. Oh, we're not going to yeah. talk about, I haven't watched Tulsa King, but we can talk about yeah. Marlowe. But, I don't I don't know. Uh, I sent yeah. Clint the, the link, but I'm not sure. He's not going to make it. He said he's, he's oh. uh, stuck in traffic. Uh, okay, no worries. Uh, so he's not going to make it. But uh, yeah, maybe can, maybe we should... Go on. What, what I would like to do... <laughs> Um, what do you want to do, James? Let me pull it up here again. I would like for you. Man, look discuss, something up on computer. To discuss this for three minutes <laughs> while I have to. Uh, Yes. Oh, but I didn't. I didn't write this article. <laughs> um, oh, that's fine. What's about about Cassie Lang? Yeah. Did what you read you it? Discuss about. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I edited it, but it was it was a couple oh. of days ago. <laughs> but yeah, they they, they, re, they they recast uh, they recast uh, Cassie Lang. Yeah, and it was um, kind of. The re the reasoning behind the the recasting was pro- more to do with 
where the uh, where the character is now, and also I think there was a there was a conflict with the original actor, and Cassie Lang was also not not taken out in the blip. Is that right? So she was going to be a couple of years older, but then lots of people were like, "Well, why couldn't you just cast the actor that was in in, in Avengers Endgame?" But I think they have bigger plans for Cassie Lang. That's one of the things that yeah. that, that was hit that we were hearing. And um, the actor that they did get uh, da, 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 is uh, Catherine Newton. And I think they might they might have just thought that um, she might might have been able to carry carry the, the 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 character a bit further than the actor that they'd cast previously. I'm also pretty sure that there were there were scheduling conflicts. Um, which is a shame because uh, the original actress that played the role was, let me look, called Abby Ryder Forston. She was in the first two Ant Man movies, but she would would have been she would be too young to play the to play the character now. But then there was someone else that was cast in Avengers Endgame. But I think I, I'm pretty sure there was a scheduling conflict. So yeah, that's that's why em, Emma Furman was the one that was in. Um, Avengers Endgame. I think it was Endgame she was in. Yeah. But you know, this this new actress, she's been in a lot of stuff. She's already she's got a really long list of um just like look on her RMDB profile. She's been in loads of stuff. So I get the feeling that maybe they just felt she was a bit a bit more um what's the word experienced as well. So mm. to 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 carry something big in the future. So that uh, so it's not like a Terrence Howard situation. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so at all. Because Emma, Emma Furman was very gracious about it. She actually tweeted, uh, wanted to come on here and say, "I see all your support and kind messages. Thank you for your support. It's meant the world to me. It was sad as you. Uh, um, it was sad you all hit news. Uh, then it's just here we go." Thursday on Thursday, I can only hope that this means there is something else for me in the future of the MCU. So she maybe she might actually come back at some point to play another version of the character, maybe as well. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sucks for her. It well, it doesn't. It really does suck for her because she did get to play the she played the character before. I have a feeling that they. They maybe just changed what they wanted. To, they they had different ideas for the character and felt that they wanted someone else for the role. Happens. Mm. It happens sometimes. You know, recasting happens quite a bit. It's yeah, no especially when you're it. you're not cast in it in a large part at the beginning either. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah I mean, she she was in a, a little part of of that. It was the part where where Scott Lang comes back. For mm. uh, where you know the rat brings him back out after of the that. five years, uh, yeah. yeah, and he goes to the house and she's grown up, and she she's in a very small part of that movie. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That Marvel was like, we actually need someone that we feel um, has more experience and can actually carry carry this role further. Yeah, it happens. They just felt that felt obviously felt that she wasn't the person to do that. That you know, it happens in 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 all in all forms of of work. It's happened mm -hmm. to me before. Like as you know, people I I have been uh, got rid of because they felt that they wanted someone else for the job. And honestly, it was perfectly fine at the time. I understood. Sounds as though she did as well. So yeah.
That's why. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. What's been happening with you? You gotta, you gotta like fill me in on this because I, I have no okay, idea what's well, been happening with Dwayne Johnson. Well, there was that report <clears> that um, he went through. He went around a lot of people at, at WB to right to um, get the Cavill cameo. Yeah. And it didn't sit well with a lot of them. And then there was that internal start, struggle, not necessarily. Oh, excuse me. Not necessarily between um, Dwayne Johnson and James Gunn, but Dwayne Johnson and and the execs over at WBD. So, yeah. Um, do you think that's that's possible? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, it's, uh, like like he he like he threw his swagger around and 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 his weight and and bullied some I, people. I th- I mean, it's not just possible. I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, I mm. think he was probably quite bullish in getting Cavill back because he kind of, I'm pretty sure he knew that the future of his of his time in the DC universe actually was kind of entwined with Cavill's and Superman's because that he made it very clear from the get-go that one of the things he wanted was for Black Adam to fight Superman. And I'm pretty sure he wanted uh, the version, Henry Cavill's version of Superman to be the one he went up against. Uh, yeah. Not not just because he likes he likes the um, Henry Cavill's portrayal of the character, but also I'm pretty sure a lot of it was um, was financial as well. They shared the same agent. Um, her, Dwayne jo- Johnson's agent uh, is called Danny Garcia, who's also the co-founder of Dwayne Johnson's production company, Seven Bucks Studio uh, Productions. Mm. So there's a lot of you know, a lot of stuff entwined there. So I'm not surprised to hear these reports that Dwayne Johnson probably, you know, forced that decision through. Because honestly, if you're if if you're at the helm of a studio, all we were hearing was that these, the Warner Brothers executives did not want Henry Cavill as Superman anymore. They they were done with Cavill as far back as like 2018, which is a year after Justice League was released. So apparently Toby Emmerich was already looking for new for, for a new actor to play yeah. the role. Something about Cavill rubbed them up the wrong way. I have a feeling it was money. I think he probably asked for way too much money. That's my thought. Like, we, yeah. we cannot pay him that much money. Um, <clears throat> which he comes from old money too, eh? So like maybe oh, his yeah. expectations. <laughs> yeah. are- yeah, he comes. Yeah. He, he the Cavils are a very wealthy family. Like they had, there are a lot of. He has a lot of brothers. They all went. They all went to very good, um, very good schools. He went mm. to Stowe, which is a, a very good public school. Um, yeah, so the Cavils are a pretty. They, they live on. I think they live on in the Isle of Man. No, the, Jersey. Is it the Isle of Jersey? I think, which is like a tax haven. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, but yeah, very, no, I agree with you. Family. Yeah, I agree with you. I, my thoughts are, I think he wanted a lot of money, just like the Shazam cameo was 2019, which <laughs> was around 2018 when they were shooting it. So, yeah, uh, that could have been where the static came from. Plus, I, th- I have a feeling that like he wanted um, some form of producer credit on his yeah. films. And I yeah. think that that might have turned them off, too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, that, that's what we were hearing also about about the possible Superman movie that he was involved with. 
was that one of the things he wanted was to produce the film, mm-hmm. which meant they'd have an even bigger pay cut. Mm. So he's expensive. Uh, and, I, and Netflix saw that as well. Uh, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if one of the reasons why uh, Cavill left the, the, the Witcher was also down to money. Uh, there's a lot of story stuff about that, though. I think that was probably the main reason. But, you know, he's he doesn't come cheap. Uh, no. But I, honestly, I don't think it's bad, like, th- you know, having knowing how much you're worth to something, you know. Um, m- he might have to start... I mean, he's going to start doing his Warhammer series now. He's basically going to be the Kevin Feige of the Warhammer universe, yeah. cinematic universe, which is starting out on Amazon. So, uh, you know... Um, Cavill's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. What should yeah. worry about Cavill? He's going to be absolutely fine. But, um, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see who they cast as Superman next. Uh, I think, I think it'll be, uh, interesting uh, to see w- in which direction they go with the character. Cause, um, I don't, I don't, change isn't always bad. You know, sometimes change is good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you think do you think uh Dwayne Johnson's ever gonna get his own franchise? <laughs> because he tried hard with his Black Adam and he wanted Black Adam to thread throughout the whole universe, right? And it'd but be like didn't the main we have anchor. This, didn't we have this discussion before about The Rock, about Dwayne Johnson? Because well, I how think... he franchise Viagra. How he goes in and well, re- reinvigorates. Uh, yeah, the franchise. but also how I I think he's never going to be able to hold his own franchise to, to have we, his own We franchise. might have. But I think I, I think one day he'll actually have his own franchise. Well, I, it's never going to be too honest. I, I, I believe this. I, I don't know why. I ha- There's something about Dwayne Johnson that I think he can, he's not an actor that can sustain his own franchise. Hmm. I always think he's better in other other franchises where he's adding to it. I think carrying a franchise is very different and very difficult and i just feel that he doesn't have he doesn't have that ability to he he's not charismatic i think he's charismatic but i don't think he's charismatic enough and i don't i think fundamentally he's not a good enough actor to to carry his own franchise i think he's got the business side of it down he definitely yeah. can do it on a business side he's a very good businessman but there's something about him that I find a bit disingenuous and maybe this is just me, but I do think he is a businessman first and entertainer second. Oh um, yeah. And it's a wrestling and background. Think, yeah. And I think that, I think that's a problem if you want to, if you want to carry your own franchise, especially now where mm. Hollywood seems quite averse to, to starting new franchises, they seem to like to just do reboots which, which you know, Johnson's been a part of many reboots. Um, he's at, that's why he was called Franchise Viagra because he, he would come into a reboot and literally reboot. It. Uh, but I think I, I don't think the time is right now. And I, you know, he's okay. not he's not Tom, have, he's not a Tom Cruise. No, no, I, but or Schwarzenegger or Stallone. Is or what you're Schwarzenegger saying. or Stallone. Yeah, okay. I don't think I so. have. I have another. I have two questions for you, but first we have a special guest that's waiting. <laughs> you can come in and say hi, and then we'll get back to the discussion. Hey, wow. man. Hey, what's up, gang? <laughs> don't, crash, don't crash the car, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking at the road, not you guys, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What's, what's happening? 
It's good to see you, man. You're looking good. <laughs> hey, good to see y'all. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. That's y'all the... aren't sounding great. Um, I don't think the rock uh I don't think the rock has it, you know. I, the rock is kind of like uh he should be making super action movies. Um but um like one-offs he should be doing like a like a arnold schwarzenegger sort of thing that's that's what he is he's the modern day arnold schwarzenegger um i don't i don't know about him carrying a character forever and ever and ever that's kind of it doesn't make sense it doesn't work yeah yeah that makes, makes sense. perfect yeah, sense. It, yeah. It, it's yeah uh because because you always think of him as the rock you don't think of him as that person like after a while you think of tony stark you think of Robert Downey Jr. and you think Iron Man is him, but you you don't really believe that with The Rock. It's just like, oh, that's just The Rock. This time he's an electrician who moved to a new town and they're picking on his daughter and he beats the hell out of everybody. It's 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 kind of like Jason Statham. Jason Statham is the same guy in every movie that he plays, you know, and that's that's yeah, exactly. that's the deal. If you you're not gonna make Jason, I was gonna say make Jason Statham read Richards, but no, you're not gonna do that, you know, and and. Uh, and it's the same thing with The Rock. Like everybody, especially if we're, if we're talking comic book franchises, people already have an, an idea of who these characters are, um, at least the old fans of comics and stuff, to, to where uh, they're going to say, that's not Reed Richards. That's the fucking Rock, you know? And so, uh, <laughs> sorry for that, bump. But anyway. That's yeah, it's just fine. Okay, Clint. Ridiculous. Uh, we're going we're gonna to let you go so you don't crash, but... Uh, what do you got going on Friday? Friday, I've got uh, versus, um, which which should be fun. Uh, we're doing uh, Ted versus Paul, so that should be interesting. <laughs> That's which, really which, good one. Yeah, which movie uh, named after a, a first name is the superior movie? We're gonna find out. <laughs> uh, so that should be pretty exciting. And uh, I, I apologize for not making it back home in time to jump on with y'all. I was I was looking forward to, to having a uh, conversation to read road signs uh, while I try to formulate a sentence. So there we go. <laughs> y'all have a great uh, evening, everybody at home. Love you guys, and we'll see you guys soon. Right Love here, you on yeah, the brother. We'll see you coming on. We'll we'll see you <laughs> next. We'll see you next week. Next, next Tuesday. Week. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh dear, that was brilliant. And there is a perfect example of some of someone that knows how to drive a car. Because did you notice he was keeping the steering wheel completely steady? Perfect. There it is. There it is. Perfectly steady. <laughs> the steering wheel. <laughs> brilliant. Right. Well, I think I think we did everything. I think we covered everything. And we'd like to keep this under two hours. Yeah, we're good to go. I just wanted to ask ask you about one, uh, the, the Rock and Marvel. Yeah, that ain't that ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> I could tell you that. But about you nine, so? I'm a ninety ninety nine point nine sure that the Rock will never join the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mainly because of money, which mm. is another reason why I don't think Henry Cavill's ever going to join the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're too expensive. They kind of price themselves out, and and with the way the way the movie industry is going now, I think a lot of studios are going to start cutting, cutting a lot of budgets. Um, and I feel like these actors are going to have to think about, you know, that this is why they want to produce. 
because that's really the only way they they're going to have to fund themselves basically something the rock's very good at but i don't think a studio like marvel studios is going to be willing to pay the amount of money they'd have to pay in order to get a Dwayne Johnson and a Henry Cavill. And I, to be honest, I don't think it would add a, add very much to whatever projects they'd be attached to. I think it's been proven now that Dwayne Johnson is not the box office pull that people thought he was. I think mean, mean, mm. Black Adam's proven that. Yeah, I think Dwayne Johnson needs to do a buddy comedy. So I think he needs Yeah, to that'd be good. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I think both actors actually they need to look at other things. They need to start branching out and doing smaller movies. And Cavill do a buddy cop comedy. There you go. There you go. There, there is one franchise that I think The Rock could carry, which is Hobson Shaw. If they get that right, I think that could work. Um, but again, that is also tied to the Fast and Furious franchise. But I think after a while, they just forget that. They would just call it Hobson Shaw and not Fast and Furious Presents. It'd be right. its own beast. But that's the one thing that he could do, um, which is already kind of going. I think the second film is still in development. Let's see what happens oh, he, with that. But he wants uh, yeah. Doc Savage too. He's been wanting to make Doc that's Savage something for a he's long wanted time. to make for a while. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I really, if I was, I mean, I'd love to be The Rock. But if if I were him, I would start thinking about doing something a bit less blockbustery and a bit more serious, a bit, a bit more. A body cop movie would be a good way to go, but I also think maybe branching out a bit more and really trying to kind of, um, you know, expand your craft, kind of become a better actor. I keep waiting to see those acting chops he portrayed in um, mm. oh, um, Southland Tales by the yeah. director who did Donnie yeah. Brasco. Like, The Rock was really good in that. Uh, it was subtle, a bit over the top when he was freaking out, but um, it... He he wasn't playing as action hero or you know like some mm. buddy cop film. So if you can bring that it's back, true. I would like to see that. But again, I think the, you're right. Like he's businessman first, so he's like, I want to get that billion dollar movie out. It's got to have these yeah. three arcs, and we got to do this, and we have to steal this from Terminator Two, and I got to walk through a bunch <laughs> yeah. of walls and <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, and there are other names that people in the comments are bringing up. Like Batista, I think has done it. Uh, yeah, Batista. That well, that's what made me think of the Buddy Cop movie because he did that yeah. with uh, uh, Camille. I can never say his name right. Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, Nanjiani. Yeah. That was that was a yeah. great film, and then Blade Runner. Um, yeah, yeah. And everything he's done. June, he was in that. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to be in a lot more in June uh, Part Two. Yeah, uh, he was uh, really good, and then he got he got the Guardians of the Galaxy gig, which he's good in that as well. I actually thought he was. Very good in uh, Glass Onion, uh, the mm. character he portrayed. There. He did that very that well. Yet, so. It's a good film. It's a yeah, good film. But I like a I like Batista, Batista as an actor. You know. Yeah, I think I he's. I think he's got something a bit more about him. He takes um, it seriously as a craft. Yeah, he takes you know? it very seriously. Mm. Even John Cedar, I think, has a little bit more. He's he's kind of that. They're still kind of quite early, not early on, but they're in a different part of their careers mm. to where. Dwayne Johnson is, and I think Dwayne Johnson is so much more business orientated than either of those yeah. actors are. And I think a lot of it is that with him. It's kind of there like are, an Arnold model, you know? Yeah, but yeah. even Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, like some of his action films, I think were a lot more interesting than anything that that The Rock's done. Like maybe Pain oh, and Gain I, is the best agreed. thing that The Rock's ever done. 
But I mean, in terms of like you know, <clears throat> acting as a craft, Arnold was more about the action blockbusters and stuff, mm-hmm. kind of like what Dwayne yeah. Johnson is. And then later yeah. on, you know, like he did Maggie and he tried to, to, he um, <laughs> tried to be serious. <laughs> yeah. Right. But <laughs> I enjoyed that. I thought that was a good film. Maggie was good, but you know, yeah. it's like, it's still something about it's just, I think it's just the accent, isn't it? It's just the, <laughs> oh, God. the, the whole persona, the whole persona is too much. It's too big. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to shake that off. Yeah, so. which is uh, which but, is where the rock's getting to. But Stallone's done that very well in Tulsa King, which we'll have to talk about next week. So you got some binging to I do. I have this to watch. I have to watch that. Yeah, that, well, that's fine. Yeah. I binged uh, Jack Ryan season three. Loved that. Um, mm. So now the Tulsa King's the next one I got to do. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Sean. Thank, thank you, Clint, for that incredible mm. cameo. And that was great. We'll, we'll we'll see you here again same time next week on uh, Small Screen Live live. And you can listen to this as a podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast at the Small Screen Podcast. So please download that if you uh, if you're interested in re-listening to this as well. You can do that as well. That'll be up some point this week, James. Right? The podcast will be up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Brilliant. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. It's been a pleasure doing this again. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you, everyone. And uh, don't forget the other YouTube channel. Keep watching our videos and visit the site at small-screen.co.uk. .co.uk. And follow us everywhere at Small Screen Co. as well. Yeah, do that as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on as we'll have new episodes up each week. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Small Screen Co., where we have exclusives, news, actor interviews, edited videos of snippets from the Small Screen podcast and more. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.